0: Hello and welcome to Cast Iron, a podcast all about metal. As usual, I am still Alan Williamson and I'm joined by Lewis Clark. Lewis, how are you doing?
1: Very well, thank you, buddy. How are you getting on?
0: Alright, uh, okay. So, there, there needs to be a bit of preface to this. So, I am moving to Australia in about two days. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, first of all, apologies if my voice sounds a little bit tinny. I don't have my... Big podcasting microphone, but you know, if you saw the shipping costs to Australia, you would understand that as well. Um, (laughs) So it's going to be a little bit reedy, a bit echoey because all of my stuff is left to flat. So that's not absorbing the background noise. Yep. Um, But we are here. We're here recording a very exciting double episode, but, uh, to those of you listening at home, it'll seem like a single episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Well, hopefully, we'll yeah. see how we feel at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: see how we feel. I hate you. I don't want to do these anymore. Um, uh, so this week we're going to be covering a one of my all time favourites, and hopefully Lewis doesn't hate it too much. We're listening to <laughs> the Jester Race by In So Inflames then, I'm wearing my, I've got my Inflames t-shirt on, I've actually got yeah. <laughs> two, two of my brothers got me the same t-shirt one year after another, so I'm wearing one of those shirts.
1: Well, there you go, One you can keep one as a pajama top, it's sorted. Well, it's, actually, the,
0: you, you joke, but this one's got a hole in it, so like, aha, ah, it's new pajama time.
1: Yeah. It's sorted, there you go, buddy. Um, so yeah, like, what's what's your spiel with Inflames then, like, uh, your, your personal experience with them? Because oh. I don't have too much, personally.
0: What's my, my spiel? Um, yeah, yeah. So, I'm not sure when I first got into him. It might be something embarrassing, like the fact that um, Embody the Invisible was in Tony Hawk's Underground. But <laughs> the the first Inflames album I listened to was Colony. And I think right, before okay. that, I might have dipped into a couple of tracks here and there. But I found them quite inaccessible at first, actually.
1: Right, okay, that's interesting.
0: for the longest time, I could not get into The Jester Race. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And... It never would have been one of my favorites, and then I think a couple of years after I'd got into it, I came back to it, and by that stage in my musical life, my, my taste had matured a bit, and I was able to pick up what I really liked. Now, I'm I'm not a big fan of really high-pitched, screamy, scraggly vocals. Okay. I've just probably been borne out across most of the episodes. I like, I like clean singing, and I like people who are good singers. Yeah, and yeah without having that experience of what that kind of screaming vocal is actually like, um, you could understand how somebody like me would just bounce off the Jester Race. But then yeah, yeah. a couple of albums later, a bit more used to their sort of classic metal sound and albums like you know, Colony, Horacle, even Ritter and Me and that kind of thing. Yep. I came back to the Jester Race and I totally loved it. Um, <laughs> and now yeah, every every year, my brothers and I, I let me see, let me get my... Got a note here of my we rank the Inflames albums from top oh, to okay. bottom. <laughs> we kind of argue about what are, the, what are the definitive best ones. Um, and um, Jesteris always makes it to our top list.
1: That's interesting. So, as far as I'm aware with Inflames, so like my personal experience of them is very limited. Um, I've got my, 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 my first flatmate who's a very good friend of mine. Um, he's big into inflames and he introduced me to Clayman which he is, is yep. his favourite In Flames record um, okay, I yes. I bought that off the back of his recommendation and I do really like it it's a great record don't get me wrong um, but comparing it to this it is a dramatically different record so, I, so I, I was always under the impression that In Flames have quite a dramatic change in like Tone and sound as their career progresses—is well, that, that correct?
0: That's one way of putting it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in if you listen to the latest in Flames album, which is called Battles, um, it, it it sounds like a Lincoln Park esque pop metal album, and it's
1: really nothing. Wow.
0: It's not. So they so the first albums you have got an EP called Subterranean, and then uh, Lunar Strain, which is their first yep. album, and it's got uh, it's got Mikael for from Dark Tranquillity on vocals, and that yep. one I just never got into. Not a, big, okay. not a big fan of Lunar Strait. Then you get Jester Race, which is the first album with Anders Frieden. And that's probably the beginning of their, what you consider the classic In Flames sound. And it's generally recognized as a you know, landmark album in sort of Swedish mellow death. Um, yeah. Along with um, it was the, big, the big three of Gothenburg metal. You've got In Flames, you've got At The Gates. And their album Slaughter Of The Soul would be there, yeah. the one around this time. And you've also got Dark Tranquility. And the, their yes. big album around that time was The Gallery. Yeah. So um yes, yes. so when Flames kind of go, you've got this, which is every everybody's favourite uh in Flames Melodeth album. Then you've got Horlickle, which is more of a transitional album. Um, yeah. and then you've got Colony and Clayman, which I would I think that's their that's when they really mastered their sound and that's that's the most that's the most Gothenburg of Gothenburg sounds. Certainly yeah, yeah. certainly Colony. Um and, and definitely Clayman as well. Um I mean you've you've got it at home, so tracks like Bullet Ride, those kind of ones are, are real classic. And um, swims on that one as well. Yeah, There's a lot of like It's good. I, I'm not even looking at my chins library. I'm just trying to see if I can remember it. Challenge myself. <laughs> so yeah. after after Clayman, you've got um, Rewrit to Remain,
1: which I. So I I remember reroot to remain because it was kind of it was out during that like early two thousands sort of like big Kerrang! like boom. Uh,
0: um, yes, it's it's around the time of albums like uh, Soilworks Figure Number Five. Um, and yeah, actually, yeah. the video in the video for Trigger of Root to Remain um, Work appear in that video, and then Flames oh, right, appear okay. in the video for Rejection Rule.
1: Um, oh, that's interesting.
0: So if you want to. If you want to know what In Flames should sound like, you should just listen to Soilwork, because basically <laughs> kept the style and improved upon it. Um, I I love Rewriter of remain, but I can understand yeah. why In Flames fans, like fans of the older stuff, don't like it. Then you get into, like, they they go a bit off the rails, you've got albums like Soundtrack, to Your Escape, which is one of their weakest and not mm. great. This is where my brother's going to text me after this comes out, I'm like, uh, stop, stop us, In Flames are fucking amazing, all their albums are great. But, um... <laughs> They do hit a bit of a mid career slide. You've got Come Clarity, which is probably their best known track, Take This Life.
1: Yeah, I remember Take This Life. I remember their video. Um a good shit. Like,
0: Take This Life is a good song, and, and Come Clarity is pretty good, but they just. some Something happens where they kind of lose the thread a bit. Yeah. And their later albums, like A Sense of Purpose, Sides of a Playground Fading, they have good songs, but there's mm. so many boring bits that they're no longer good albums. Uh, then you've got oh, yeah. Siren Charms, which came out in 2014, and probably one of their worst. That's where it gets very pop-metally. Um, when
1: did like the founding guitarist leave? Is it... Be, 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 I can't remember his name yes, now. Uh,
0: yes. Okay, so... Um, I've got to worry. I have notes. So the So the main guitarist for a while, it was Jesper Strongblad. That's and and, and Bjorn Golota. Jesper left after... I think it was sounds of the Playground Fading. He left. Right, okay. I will... Go on Wikipedia and I click click clock. You can hear all the (laughs) typing now because um, but he founded the band, yeah. Um, and he left. Okay, the last album he was on looks like it was a Sense of Purpose, right? Okay. Um, and then he left, and then he did Sounds of a Playground Fading, which is a couple of really good songs. But um, Bjorn is on the Jester Race, but he is the drummer, and this is the first album where he appears, and he later does the guitars, and then you get a different drummer. So this is the first. Yeah. So the Jester Race is the first Inflames album with Anders Frieden and on vocals and also with uh, Björn Galata. He's on the drums here. He's not on guitars, but in later albums he is on the. Pretty sure, like from in the Colony era, he's he's definitely on the guitars.
1: Oh, that's interesting. And now I he's realized that.
0: Yeah, now he's uh, the lead guitarist. Um, and they they've also been in you know various other bands that we can get into. So we've got a really good, a really good fun fact about Inflames that uh, is going to bring bring our worlds of. Sega fanboy stuff and, and metal together <laughs> for an epic okay. confrontation. So Inflames cool. aren't in aren't what they used to be.
1: I, yeah, can, yeah, yeah.
0: I can appreciate the new stuff, and I understand that they don't want to release albums like The Jester Race anymore, but at the same time, whenever I listen to this, I think, what a cry and shame they don't release albums like this anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is a very... I mean, like... I, I think as well, Like, if you, for bands that have such long careers, I think I, I can appreciate the fact that, like, the longer you do it, the more you want to experiment, the more you want to sort of keep it interesting for yourself. So, und you know, undeniably, those things are going to sort of change, and you're gonna your sound will you know evolve. Um, but at the same time, I think if you dilute what you what you do to the point that you've kind of lost. It, what what people liked about you, then obviously at the same time it can work against you. I think, um, I think
0: it's hard to know what metal fans want sometimes. Because, yeah. Because um, any, especially fans of bands like Metallica and Megadeth, um, yeah. any of that kind of old school thrash. So Megadeth have had their ups and downs, but I think actually they've had quite a, quite a consistent career. Yeah. Um, but Metallica obviously went from sort of classic thrash into... Yeah, yeah. That more we we've studied classical music at, at high school metal, um, and then it <laughs> was basically hard rock.
1: Yeah, essentially. And I'm yeah. not
0: quite sure what Metallica fans want because you want a band to have fun, and you want to hear that fun come across whenever they're in playing that album. And In Flames have said in many interviews that that's not the kind of music we want to we want to play anymore. You know, this is what yes. we, this is what we want to do, and they do a lot more clean vocals. It's a lot more. It's a lot less. Melodeath, it's not less yeah, yeah. Gothenburg metal. And I think that's okay because it doesn't diminish the old albums, but it makes you think like, do people really want ten different versions of the Jester race with the same riff? Yeah, I think. Because if we're gonna talk issue, here, like right. some of the riffs in this album are pretty samey. <laughs> to yeah. the point where I have to listen to some of the tracks Back to Back to Go, which is which. <laughs> and yeah, this yeah. is like one of my favourite albums of all time. Yeah, yeah. So I think what it makes me wonder what, what people really want. Do they just want the same album ten times over, or do they actually want the the feeling of listening to something really new and fresh and exciting for the first time?
1: Yeah, um, I think that's more like what you're getting at there. I think I think they do want obviously that heavier sound, but at the same time, I think they want it to sound fresh. They want it to sound like it's in flames. Is Early career once again, you know, like that that re- renewed energy and stuff. And I think there are um, there are
0: the frustrating thing about inflames isn't that they don't want to do it; it's that there are bands that have evolved this sound. Soil work Oh god! Like, Soil work are definitely one of them who still do yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Dark Tranquility well over their ups and downs and I wasn't a big fan of the At The Gates comeback uh, War With Reality I thought it was had a couple I still of, haven't heard it yet it's a couple yeah. of good songs but it's, mm. it's no slaughter of the soul, man, it's no <laughs> old man. Um, but there <laughs> no are other no bands there's a band called Engel which is um, Nicholas Englund one of the guitarists from Flames' his side project and he's really, really oh, okay. good metal got bands like uh, Disharmonia Mundi uh, I'm trying to think of else. There's a, there's a really good Spanish band I like called it Rise to Fall, and they do really good Gothenburg style metal. Um okay. I haven't, I've never they just seem to be really. If they're listening to this, you can just sort of your social media because I have no idea where you guys are touring and when. I would say come to London, that's probably no longer true. Come to Sydney, <laughs> that, that works out much better. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, yeah, it works better. When you're
0: but there are them. there are bands that are taking this style and evolving it and working with it. Mm. It just seems like inflames so have more let like the ball drop rather than pass the torch
1: yeah yeah. it's not that they have you know it's not that they've really followed that style through to, to, to evolve it in any good way but anyway to,
0: anyway yeah. I feel I feel like we are getting ahead of ourselves because we're talking about the evolution of a band Really, really should be talking about their roots so shall
1: we absolutely shall we yeah, get, yeah.
0: so we all so we've already talked a bit about melodic death metal in the hard work episode um, yes we did but this is a this is Gothenburg style um, as in Gothenburg in Sweden and essentially what that means for me is more of a Scandinavian influence. So you have yeah. more folk melodies, more jingly-jangly stuff, um, rather than just um, sort of maiden-esque guitar harmonies.
1: So that's interesting that you say that, because that was something I picked up on with this in particular. And my main exposure to sort of Gothenburg, Melo death is kind of at the gates, mm-hmm. which I would say... Doesn't have that sort of folk metal uh, quality to it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So I was very taken aback by the fact that like a lot of these songs have a really sort of folky, like acoustic-led, lots of melody and stuff to them. That's it. This I would say, like, if you were trying to introduce someone to metal, this is a pretty good first step into something heavier, because there's an awful lot of melody, just a focus on strong songwriting, and not so much. Let's be really heavy for the sake of being heavy, you know? Yeah, like this yeah. is yeah, yeah. So I was that what that took me back quite a lot um listening to the gest race because yeah, like just from the get go, like Moonshield is a really sort of nice lilting sort of quality to it. <laughs> Um, it's it's bizarrely accessible for something that has uh, you know yeah. screaming vocals on it <laughs> I, think, I
0: think bizarrely accessible is good because it does start with that nice little lilting acoustic melody before it mm-hmm. decides it's much happier to melt your face off <laughs> yeah yeah
1: but at the same time like even when like you get like overdriven riffs and um, there's always like a, a lead guitar melody that sort of like keeps there's always like a very strong melody there to like hold on to throughout the entire song. It's not there's, you're never really sort of like there's not a big moment where it's just like right now, just be really heavy. Loads of double bass drumming, loads of glass beats, loads of like you know. it's, De- it's Definitely it's, not.
0: I think influenza yeah. very much. Hey, here's a really good riff. Here's a riff. That's a riff for this song. Yeah, Here we yeah. go. And, <laughs> and and I and I really like that. I love. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, like, love, I love nothing, the simplicity like,
1: of it. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, some, you know, songwriting is is such a. <sighs> such a broad thing, like like it doesn't matter if the for for metal in particular, I feel like there's a bit very sort of strange attitude in that like if it's not as technical and as heavy as possible, then it's not worth your time. Which I think is absolute bullshit. I think if you're gonna listen to heavy music, it, it should be varied, it should be accessible, it should be poppy sometimes. You know, like that I, I think good songwriting should have melody for you to sort of like grab onto and hold onto for the entire song and that will stick with you for god knows how long regardless of how technical like the 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 production is or like you know how how technically proficient the musicians are i feel like if your songwriting is strong then that's that will show regardless of the quality of the production or anything like that so yeah i think
0: it's a really really interesting album and band to talk about because hmm. In Flames, we probably do have a, a less good reputation in metal circles than we used to, probably mm. off the strength of this album, but also because of the perceived quality of their recent stuff. But mm. metal is full of gatekeeping, and it's full of, you know, people complaining about genty stuff. And I've complained before, about that time I listened to the Australian metal radio, it was just one-note chugging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, um, I mean, there's going to be, at, at some point, we're going to have to Drop a uh, uh, bring me the horizon. element to this, and we can have a you know <laughs> a, I mean, a, a heated I mean, discussion there's... about why we don't like that kind of music. But uh, but...
1: <laughs> but but that's a that's an interesting like band to pick on because that's another band that's had a very very uh, tumultuous, like tumultuous change of sound. Almost, you know, they started off being a mathcore and deathcore band, and they've slowly become well, kind of like a new metal band. Really. From
0: from total shit to almost acceptable, <laughs> 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 but um. But Moonshield's is an interesting track to kick off the Chester race because it's a classic inflamed song, but it's not actually yeah, yeah. a typical one for this
1: album. Yeah, no, no, very like mid-paced, I guess. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit as slower as paced. As
0: and to it. Absolutely, and a lot of these songs do have. It, I guess it is kind of that Iron Maiden machine gunning kind of riff. Yeah,
1: like, yeah. Ding,
0: ding, 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 that, that's a very standard. But this song doesn't have that. It does. You're saying about this is a gateway gateway drug to to metal, mm. and this song, if you if you got through the first thirty seconds, then that'd be, you know there's hope for you. Maybe you could be a metal yeah, fan. Yeah, yet. absolutely.
1: Um, so yeah, that's uh, like so that's the introduction, I suppose. I mean, it kind of continues as well because um, we have an instrumental with the Dance. Um, it's it's not a particularly noteworthy track, I think. Um, not that it's a bad song. It's just it's I, I do love the release really sort of I like uh, it's got a nice jangly melody to it, which is uh, interesting i But it, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of over and done with pretty quickly. So the
0: Jester's Dance has been my ringtone for probably the past ten years. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because it's the only inflamed song I can get away with and work.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point, because you don't have a
0: stream <laughs> on it. and it's is—it's an instrumental bridge that takes you from... I mean, I, I really like it, because I like that they, they've layered the the light, more jangly, jolky bits with the, the full-on heavy... Mm. That kind of... Chugging, riffing, and it's probably a, it's probably a good distillation of what this album's about in two minutes. And it, yeah, and, yeah, no, and they come back point, to that idea, idea in the Jester Race, but it's um it's interesting because they don't do a, a huge number of instrumental tracks. And this album has two, and obviously we'll get to Wayfarer later. But yeah, I I really like the gesture's Dance. Like, oh, I mean, like, two, again, like, two minutes like, long. I just think don't it's a wanna, bit of fun.
1: Uh, Talk ill will of it, but yeah, it was something that um it was just one of those things because like. As I was making notes, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was obviously it was an instrumental, and it, it was over in a couple of minutes, and it was just a bit like, oh, that was nice, but like it, it didn't feel like a proper song. Sort of thing, so, yeah. I
0: mean, there's the whole there's the whole thing about the the, the jesters and the jester heads, and that. Mm-hmm. So the jester head is the logo on the front of this album, and that's the, the Indian Flames mascot. Yep, yep. So it's kind of I don't know. I don't know if it's meant to be like a like a big palace. Or, it always looked to me like you know, tour the shuttle Zord from Power Rangers. Like if you had <laughs> wheels in that thing, it could be trundling along. I don't
1: know. It's a bit Howl's moving castle. Yes, like, yes. Yeah, howl's, howl's,
0: howl's, howl's moving. Pick howl's pick howl's moving. Jester face, Black <laughs> and Death totem. And
1: it's a great cover. I, I love it. It's a really like I love that classic sort of metal art. It's oh, so cheesy. Brushed to shit. And
0: stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. fun. But but the so that's where the idea of the Jester Heads comes from. That's their official fan club. And they, they revisit the idea with the song on Signs of a Playground Fading called The Jester's Door. And it is a load of bollocks. So <laughs> if, you, if you want to see how, how far down the... How, how, how long in flames have been circling the bowl, you should listen to The Jester's Door after this because it's just two minutes of nonsense compared right to <laughs> two minutes of accept, uh, more than acceptably good metal. But it's, mm. I think Jester Dance is a good fun track because it's, it's, it's right, okay, we've had the acoustic bit and there's no messing about, we'll just blast in.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, and then from speaking that, he, of, uh, yeah, not speaking of blasting missing about, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> to get artifacts of the Black rains.
1: What well, there's pace steps up from the get-go on this one lots of double bass drumming um, there's a really really strong riff uh, that sort of you revisit quite a lot in this song um, and it's got like the first solo as well so um mm-hmm. two minutes in we get the middle eight and uh, yeah. What I really liked about the solo on this one is it's, um, it's it feels like it's necessary. It, it, it's not like it's not like right, okay. There's a passage here where where you can do a solo, so go nuts. And it's like it's not like that at all. It's not showing off or anything like that. It's like the solo carries an awful lot of melody. Um, it's a like it's something that you could probably whistle along to, which I quite like. You're <laughs> um, really good at whistling. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like there's a really it's a really strong solo, um, and yeah. it's it, it again shows how like strong the 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 melody and the songwriting is on this record. It's it's another one of those things where I was like, wow, okay. So even 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 the solos get a chance to shine on this one, like in this, in a similar way. I,
0: mean, is, I think this one's really interesting because obviously I'm coming back to this and it's a perceived favorite album of mine, and i was thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I hope this doesn't turn out like when we did uh, "Bullets the Poison," <laughs> I didn't like it as much, um, and I think. This song is archetypal in flames. This song is yeah. a, good, it's a good distillation of what the whole album is about. But I also think it's a really interesting, prototypical ex- song, and it feels like a band figuring their song out a bit because you've got them two minutes, and you get this breakdown with a big, fat riff, and it kind of just yeah, yeah, drops. Yeah. And then you get that the maiden-esque dueling solo. And I think it's, it's really technically impressive and fun, but I don't think it fits as well into the flow of the song compared to um, Lord Hypnos.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, and and that's um, interesting because like, oh, Artifact of the black rain.
0: I mean, they've all got they've all got suitably metal song names, and that makes you makes you think they're good. Yeah, even if you can't remember what they're like. But yeah, I thought yeah. it was interesting that this one didn't flow quite as well from idea to idea for me. And, uh, okay, that's it,
1: interesting.
0: It, it, not not to say this isn't a, this isn't a good song. It's just interesting, and it doesn't. Yeah, it feels like the solo doesn't quite nail it off the back of the track in the way that they, um in a way something like some of the later tracks do, so it was that I just find that interesting. Listening to it again, still a really good song. Yeah, um, yeah. I think um, it might have been
1: it, I, again a uh, context is might have been something that maybe changed that because I listened to this off the back of listening to a, a progressive metal record, and I was like, you know, I, I quite liked that, that it was a bit sort of uneven, I guess um, because. Progressive music is like that. Is that a progressive
0: um, metal album that we're going to feature in a future mm, episode? Could be. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Who knows? Um, who knows what that'll be.
1: Okay. But yeah, no, I really liked Artifacts of, of "The Black Brain. I thought it was a good song, um, and I did like the fact that um, it was odd. I mean, like two minutes into the song, and there's a middle eight. Was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it seems like that should be happening a little bit later. This, but, this um, album
0: does this a lot. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't waste your time or your patience. And basically. If you're two minutes into a song in a Jester Race and you haven't heard a solo yet, you're probably not getting one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's a fair point. Um, the follow-up track, uh, Graveland. Um, I was going to say, like, this feels like um, sort of where In Flames is kind of heading. Like, this this song shows signs of like later In Flames sound. It's it's got more of a straightforward melodeath sort of riff to it. Um, as opposed, and it doesn't have it loses kind of like that folk metal quality that you've been having. it's definitely
0: more yeah in and out I mean what I really love about this is the the clangy hardcore drums at the start I love mm. that you, you can kind of hear the guitar almost like they're out of, out of ear shot Yep. Just, <laughs> and just bursts in <laughs> with the riff. I yeah, really, yeah. I really like that as an introduction. But it, what do you mean it? And it's also got the the really weird um, mumbly vocals that come quite a lot in this album. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Rrrr, that that that's, that becomes yeah. a little
1: bit more apparent later, but yeah. Um,
0: Certainly in like songs like Dead Eternity, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just can't remember which one I made the notes for. The- yeah, spoken word Dead Eternity definitely has that quite a lot. Um, but yeah, like this like this Graveland in particular, I thought was more of like of a straightforward song. Like it was very much like an atypical metal song, whereas it didn't ha- it didn't have that. That sort of intriguing folky quality that um, some of the other songs had, um, which which I feel like is kind of the big selling point for this album for me. I think well. you're
0: I think you're really right whenever you say that this is kind of where the band are heading because that kind of um, it's in the chorus of Graveland but that band that kind of noise they just that a lot and and that's a it's kind of a classic in in flames trope yeah. So it's, de- it's de- definitely, um, yeah. I think that's, I think it's, a it's, got, it's good, good prototype of where the band is going
1: to go. But it's a fun track, and it doesn't make sense. Oh work. yeah, absolutely. Another yeah, one. Like I, I, I mean, I enjoyed it just because it was, it was heavy. You know, like it was like okay, let like we've we've had a few songs where we're showing you like what what makes our sound us, and now it's like okay, let's just have fun and. Kind of go to town with this one. Um, I just but love yeah, the no, names cool, of these cool
0: tracks. And the fact it's called Graveland, so it good <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the uh, I quite like Anders Friden's lyrics. Um, assuming he did write the lyrics to this, I, I didn't think to look it up. But a lot of the a lot of the, song, the lyric writing in this is really overwrought. It's like um, it's like a Swedish guy trying to write. Gothic love poetry or something. Right.
1: It's because you've you've spoken highly of like Anders' like lyricism and vocals in previous episodes, and yeah, um, I haven't. Uh, I mean, normally when I'm sitting down with a record, I do kind of like to bring the lyric sheet out and just sort of like have a little go through. But I, um, I didn't think to on this one. I think it's because as well. One of the things that really surprised me about listening to this was I was kind of familiar with Anders' voice, obviously from Clayman and things. His vo- his scream on this is quite l- is a, is, a, is noticeably lower pitched. Yep. Um, which took yeah again like I was quite surprised by it was I didn't expect it, um, but it works well for this record considering. Like again, it, there's a nice sort of contrast almost with the music, which has sort of a nice sort of lilting, folky quality to it, and then like his. You know, booming scream um, over the top of it—it's really kind of cool. Um, but yeah, like, it's just one of those things I noticed. It was—it was a bit surprising to hear him be so—I don't know, like more typically death metal, I guess.
0: It's—it's it's, it's an interesting record. I think also it's the first one he has with the album, so he's probably just trying—he's he, probably trying to emulate and usurp Stana, and he's not really yeah, got the space he's to, to find his voice. Yeah, he's trying to find yeah. his own voice. Because um, there's, a, there's a couple of bands like Stannis of vocals for for dark tranquility, and mm. he, there's a lot of swapping and things going on.
1: But yeah, um, we'll, no we'll,
0: we'll get on to to what I really like, like lyrics wise, because there are some that I think are Go like, are cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. December flower is definitely one of them, um, where it's 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 just nice nice poetry. But I guess the other thing is it's pretty low bar for metal lyrics.
1: Yeah, there that is the case, isn't it? Like if you're not being Overly theatrical and painting a weird fantasy land picture, then uh, <laughs> that's kind of typically what you get. Or basically talk, talking about blood and gore and guts and stuff. Yeah, like
0: so, it's, gen- yeah. it's generally like hobbits or killing someone <laughs> or hobbits or hobbits killing each other. Uh, it's <laughs> it's not it's not particularly highbrow stuff. Mm. But I quite I like the weirdness of the the lyrics on um, on the Jester Race.
1: Cool stuff. Um, what else is worth having a talk about? Uh, Lord Hypnos. Lord, Lord oh, Hypnos. Oh. oh, Hypno. Not Lord. about the Pokemon, obviously. Yeah, Lord, Lord Hypnos. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: This one, with, the riff is so similar to Artifacts of the Black Rain. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> and I actually thought that Apple Music had malfunctioned or something. <laughs> and I was going to it twice. But I think it's better. Better track with artifacts the black Rain I really like it. I like that. It flows yeah, better, I think. Yeah, the
1: the middle eight sort of like comes naturally and you get the nice twinkly sort of acoustic guitars. Um, so it's like one and yeah, a half just, minutes just, in
0: God, that's put in an acoustic section. Drops into that. I really I really like that. And then I, I really like the way it brings the heaviness back in. Whereas yeah, you you get a big double bass yeah, section. The, but, yeah. Okay, and that builds up and builds up and you get to you're get yeah. nodding your head along and then you get the, the classic Scandinavian metal noodling and then you get back to the main riff again and yeah, yeah, to me I feel like this is what they were getting at with Black Rain, but they were still testing out the song format and they're like, ah oh, yeah, that, that, yeah, we've got this we've got this
1: Yeah, this is basically that song executed better. but yeah, no, but yeah, no I, it's, it's a really good one um, I really like the dual guitar melodies at the end of the middle eight as well I thought that was really cool Yeah um, yeah, there's just lots of nice bits this one. It's a it's a really nice flowing track. It doesn't it doesn't have that like you say, that unevenness to it that uh, artifacts did. Um, but yeah, a really good one. Um what's it? Uh Dead Eternity was a really good oh, cool because I like it has I love um, the ref the
0: opening like, ref is so good. And then after thirty it seconds feels, it goes it away.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like it has two introductions. So like you have that lead guitar like melody on the on the on the introduction, like the first bit in the introduction, and then like you get that bass-led sort of breakdowny section with the spoken word, um, and then it comes back. All the instrumentation comes back together, and it's another massive riff. Oh, that was a, that's a really cool introduction to that track. I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, and I noticed as well, like this one has kind of like a fast, like almost punk beat, like the snare, hi hat, like the whole time. And I was like, it's a
0: really it's a really, it's just a sort of, uh, maideny, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it becomes a bit atmospheric and slower and bassier and weirder. And they mm. we do return to this idea. Um, there's a song called Satellites and Astronauts off Clayman, which is really, let's get like one of their all time best solos. But it is the, it's kind of the atmospheric bit of Dead Eternity strung out into a whole song.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's a load of solos at the end of this one as well, which is really cool. It was like, there was one, I was like, oh, that's a good solo. And then like they sort of did a little thing, played another riff, and then, it, then there was another solo. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough, we haven't done yet. I was just like, oh, For some i some having a good time with this one.
0: I thought that there weren't a lot of solos in this album, but that was <laughs> obviously not true because there's were yeah, loads yeah. of them. And they're, yeah. all, and they're all really, really good.
1: I think it's because, like again, like the melody is so strong; they interweave with the song really nicely. Um, it, it just feels like they should be there. They're not forced. They're not like, right, let's have a big show-off solo moment. And it's just like, nah, there's none of that. It's very much like this solo complements the actual song that we've written, which is really cool.
0: There's, there's um, so many good ideas in that song. They all flow together really, really nicely. Everything, everything, and it's just quality. It all makes logical sense. It doesn't feel like they're throwing ideas at the wall. It feels like a really yeah, yeah. Like a, a coherent. Suite of ideas, um, absolutely. It, but you're right; it doesn't have the solos. Aren't the um, lead guitarist in the spotlight? We've got a, a fan on him to blow his long hair in the wind. Yeah,
1: no, definitely, it def- doesn't have that sort of theatrical nature to it. It's basically there; they're a part of the song. Um, yeah, um, should we move on? So we'll have we're blasting, track we're blasting through this so quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, I'm, that's it, I'm, I'm I kind of like. That it's flowing that way because the the album is very much like that, you know it's it's like solid song, really strong song after song, you know it's just yeah the other, the other the, thing I, 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 you're not going to hear a lot of complaints from me on this one to be honest with the you. other thing I that I find interesting really interesting
0: is the the way a lot of the songs end. And I've complained about, I've complained about fade-out intros, but I like that Dead Attorneys goes, i That's it. it yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, end. there's always
1: a definite end, absolutely. It
0: often, no. often ends with uh, Anders belting out the last bit. There's no like... <laughs> kind of
1: yeah, 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 Fuck you. Next time. Die again never be born again You'll never in Oh um, it, it done off like uh get its message across quickly. Um speaking of which, like, the Jester Ace, uh as the title track, um, this is probably like the most traditionally like old school heavy metal song on the record, I think. It's got a really sort of like y style riff in the second verse that I really lot like, enjoyed. Where we go, 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 where we go! Where we go? Where we go?
0: It's a bit as close um, as In Flames get to a sing along, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because the chorus is like, that, and we go, and we yeah, go, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Proper, yeah. This is this is like the the concert highlight. If you were going to go and see him around the time of this, this album's release, I can imagine this one being a big sort of fist in the air, fists, and,
0: fists and pints in the air. You you yeah, would absolutely. think that you were thinking they would still play this live, but they actually don't. They tend to they tend really. To, yeah, well. Whenever you go to see In Flames Live these days, they basically pretend their entire back catalogue began with Come clarity. So they don't play a lot of earlier stuff. You might get one or two tracks. A real shame. So yeah. You don't get any of the you don't get any of the absolute face shredders like Embody the Invisible or Bullet Ride or any of that stuff. They tend to start with um, they tend to start with cum. you've never hear anything off the jester
1: race that's really surprising because i we we didn't talk about it actually but one of the reasons why we're covering this album is because alan actually got it for me f- for christmas and um he's he's got me like this deluxe version with some bonus tracks on it and uh two of them are like lo- lo- modern live versions of both Moonshield and artifacts of the black rain um and they were really interesting to listen to actually because you can hear like and is using his you know his, his current voice almost. <laughs> it's slightly higher <laughs> uh, pitched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it was, it, you know, I was like, oh, okay, so they they obviously still revisit the old material, but obviously yeah. that is not the case from what you've just told me. So um,
0: No, they, they not anymore. I mean, I don't know when those tracks were recorded, but I imagine a few years later. But I, mean, I don't think it was like you know, last year.
1: Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I mean, like the re-release uh, that you got me was 2014, so I'm assuming there must be... Either 2013, 12, something, something new around that time. Maybe, maybe they, uh, maybe
0: they still dance. play them in Sweden. I don't know. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, maybe.
0: But um, but Jester's race. Uh, so sorry, the, the Jester race. It's got a similar intro yeah. to the Jester's dance, and then it builds up in intensity. But I like that. I like that it's a lot more anthemic. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's a bit as close as you're going to get to a radio-friendly song before they became mm. genuinely radio-friendly. And the solos yeah. awesome in this. Yeah, it was really
1: good. solo on this one. Oh god. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of solos, we should talk about December Flower. Yeah, we probably should Uh, because this is the
0: it's my favorite solo of all time. So yeah, I
1: I I picked up on this one and I was just like, wow, that is a fucking wicked solo.
0: So there's a, there's a good story behind this solo because it's not actually played by anyone in Inflames.
1: Oh, okay. So oh. the uh
0: and this is where we get into the the fun fact of the episode. Go so on. the solo is by a guy called Frederick Johansson. Right, um, okay. and that is not the Frederick Johansson from Dark Tranquility. And then this apparently right. gets confused all the time, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, so he has played with a couple of <clears throat> um, Inflames in flames side projects, like uh, Dimension Zero, which is another Jesper Strongblad and Bjorn mm. Gallotta. Vehicle. Yeah,
1: I was looking. I was looking at what like other bands they've done. Uh, yeah, I, I spotted Dimension Zero.
0: So the legend goes that he just went to the studio and nailed the solo to December Flower, which I have watched loads of people suffer at playing on YouTube, but I've only seen one one person do it properly. Because um, <laughs> December Flower is an interesting one because it's actually quite a one of the more forgettable tracks on the album.
1: Re- you really? I, I, okay, okay, uh, okay. Is... Well,
0: I think I think the lyrics are really good. I think they're they're standouts. So I mean, I had them so.
1: Oh, I, I, I really enjoyed December Flower. I, I was like, it was it, it it struck me as like the 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 heaviest song on the record for one. Um, one of the things I really like about metal is tremolo pick riffs, and this one had one, so I love that. <laughs> It's really cool, and there's that and it brought back that really fast punk beat, which I really liked, with the sort of you know hi hats um, and hi uh, hats and, and yeah, there's a there's a the lead guitar melody on this is uh, I thought was really memorable
0: actually. Oh, the the, the opening the opening riff is is yeah, really, yeah. really really great, but uh, yeah. but we, we can't um, we we can't understand enough that this is a, the best guitar solo. It's my favorite one ever. Oh, this God, is perfect, and yeah, and I yeah. <laughs> just. What I like about it is that it, I like guitar solos that go on a little bit longer than you think they should, mm. but not because, oh, they've got a bit more time they need to fill in. It's not It's not like a, a jazz solo. It's like, no, 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 It's like, actually, this has just got so much more to, to go. We, should just, we should just play the whole thing in its entirety. That would be good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. We'll we'll just I'll drop it in to, here. Don't worry off. about it.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> Okay so now you've listened um, yeah. to the whole solo and uh yeah you're you're in terms <laughs> convert oh, gosh, it's just, it's just, hopefully it's fingers crossed so, it's just so good i can't even it's really, you know we're, we're trying to be relatively critical and have insightful things to say but all i can do is make a certain scrunched up face and go like, it's so good it's
1: so good yeah yeah No, i i'm i mean i'm kind of in a similar way with you on this one like there there, there was very few times where i was critically going Ah, eh, that probably didn't need to be there on this record. I was having a great time, honestly. It's, it's a really strong album. Um, uh, we need to talk about Wayfarer. Um. Oh, okay. Because... You make it
0: sound like Wayfarer just took a shit on your rug?
1: No, 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 not at all. Because it's proper. Oh, God. It's so cheesy. I love it. It's so daft. I think Um,
0: Wayfarer is probably the closest we've come to a dream theatre song on Cast Iron without (laughs) actually covering a dream theatre album. (laughs)
1: So, um, the producer, Frederick Nordstrom, is on this. As, uh, he's playing the keyboard, isn't he? Yes. Um, and you can tell he's having a blast. <laughs> it's proper sort of like, oh, I can see a man playing a guitar on the edge of a cliff. I um, was <laughs> having a great time with this one. Um, he get, he get, uh, He has like a, so yeah, there's an early sort of like keyboard solo from him. Um, and then I love the way the melody shifts you get around two minutes like the melody sort of gets really uplifting Like, yes, like power metal-y, I was like, "Wow, okay." I, I, it made me think, like, maybe this is why this song's instrumental, like because you couldn't pair screamed vocals with a melody that, like, positive. I think, and it would make it, it would make it sound really weird. Um, so I was wondering if, like, that might be the case of the f- why there's no mute vocals on this one. I think um,
0: Wayfarer is the perfect name because it takes you on a journey, and I love that yeah, it start it starts off really crunchy and proper mellow death yeah, and then yeah. after it's gone through the kind of main the, the introductory riff I guess it is yeah. then you're into keyboard solo then you're into that's what I'm saying it's like a Dream Theater song yeah yeah you get, really you've cool got a guitar dueling guitar guitar well keyboard and guitar well. solo it's just mm-hmm. this is um wow. I think this is probably the moment where I fell in love with Inflames i <laughs> <laughs> thinking wow and it also reminds me a bit of um you ever listened to Black Mages
1: I haven't no so the Black Mages
0: so. is um, a a Japanese sort of rock and metal band covering Final Fantasy battle music. Oh, I'm um, familiar fan. with them.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I have listened to them.
0: Yeah, though. I think Matsu himself plays with them. Um, this reminds okay. me of some of the stuff off the first Black Mages album.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Because I think is a bit of a metal fan. Like, there's definitely. I think. Like, I mean, we could get into uh, video games and metal episode. And we probably should, because every every Mega Drive game. Uh, sounds like metal. Doom yeah. obviously sounds like uh old Metallica. But then, this to me, if you listen to some of the, the first Black Mages album, like the I'm trying to think of the tracks, so like Force Your Way and Find the Big Bridge, it's it's very Wayfarer esque. But it's probably yeah. because they're all prog metal heads and this is it's a very dream theatre kind of thing.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a really cool track. I, I like how, um, sort of bombastic it gets. It's, it's, it, it, it it's, it's one of the few times on the album where they go, where they go sort of proper OTT and have a bit of a laugh and, you know, it feel that the solos kind of do feel like they're showing off a little bit, but at the same time I was just like, ah, oh, it's, it's too much fun. I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, wh- but like in juxtaposition to that, I think, um, the, the album closer, dear, dear God in me, uh, dead God in me, sorry. Um, that one did feel like it gets a bit too wanky. In particular, the closing with the baby crying and then like the woman's scream, I was like, "Oh, this is so daft! This is like this is the, what people take the piss out of metal for."
0: <laughs> the, the end. Okay, so the last thirty seconds of the crying baby sucks, but I do think "Dead God" and me is a good closer because it brings you back to the formula. It feels really energetic and it ties together nicely. And it's it's interesting because they basically stuck a back half banger at the end of the album.
1: See, I thought the middle eight on this one was a bit weak uh, in comparison to the others, and I think that kind of let that 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 was the point where I was on the path to like. Nah, maybe this one isn't isn't going to be my my favourite. <laughs> um, but I do like the way it kicks off. Again, there's a really good riff that starts the whole song, and um, yeah, yeah it, it, it's it, it's it's pretty it's pretty strong. It's just up until that middle eight, I just felt like uh, the melody on this one isn't as. Isn't as good as we've had so far, and and then when it came to the closing moments, I was a bit like, "Yeah, could've probably done without that song." Um, <laughs> but to be honest with you, that's probably the only song that made me feel a little bit like that. Maybe that wasn't a great track. Um, I think that's so,
0: to- I think that's totally fair. It's not the best yeah. song in the album by a long way. It's a, it's but, it's still a, it's still a good track. It's not a skipper.
1: It's just. No, 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 I think it's just one of those things I was a bit like, ah, oh, okay, this, this one's a little bit too different, I think. Like, it doesn't carry it doesn't carry the same strength as uh, some of the songwriting on the other previous tracks. But, you know, 9 out of 10 ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not
0: too many duffers. Okay, so I need to give you my random fun fact. Go on. So we talked about this band All Ends, which is uh, Bjorn Galata and Jesper Stromblad. The right. vocalists from the band All Ends recorded a song called "With Me," which is on the Sonic and the oh Black Knight soundtrack. God. It's the oh same vocalist, my and I think one of them is either Bjorn, must be related to him, um, either his like sister or his wife or something. So that's so. With Me has a vocalist from All Ends, so there's a tenuous Sonic and Flames connection.
1: I, I, I knew that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh. even
0: I don't even know the song. I'm gonna have to listen to it afterwards. But Sonic and the Black Knight, I don't defy hopes
1: it's 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 your typical sort of butt rock like uh <laughs> kind of thing going on um but uh, it's it's fun, it's fun <laughs> um but yeah god um, I totally forgot about that I, to- I didn't realize there was actual like um family connection with all ends as well um so yeah that's interesting wow,
0: you know, blew your mind there you go. <laughs> I, was, I was i was so i was so pleased when I find that that oh this just brings it all together nicely
1: <laughs> absolutely so um final thoughts then. <laughs> Well, the final
0: thoughts are: I went into this thinking, "Oh, this is one of my favorite metal albums ever," and I left it thinking, "Oh, this is one of my favorite metal albums ever." Um, <laughs> it's, it's oh, I just, um, yeah. I don't, uh,
1: for for I don't me, really, I don't I really was, know.
0: okay, yeah. So, so what, so what yeah, do you think? On. So, you were a are fir- a first time listener. So, what did you think?
1: Um, I think it's incredible. It's a really, really great record. Sorry, um, Trying to get my words out for a second there. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, like I say, my, my only exposure to inflames previously was Clayman, which I think is a good record, don't get me wrong. was oh, um, really good, yeah. Um, but this just has something that's that it's that's its own. Um I think again, like I was very surprised to to hear that sort of folky quality to it, which I was really into. Um, the melody is just so solid throughout the entire record. So many good riffs, so many good leads, um, so many good solos, which again I was kind of surprised by. Um, again, uh, the the vocals, I I, I didn't expect that to be the sort of lower pitched, but I, I really like them. Um, yeah, it this did a lot for me. Um, it was. I I I get it. I get in flames now. I think is the uh, is the is the main takeaway from this. Is
0: it's it. all downhill
1: from here. <laughs> 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 but uh, what a, you know, like, I mean, it's it's obviously not their first record, but at the same time, like, I think it's kind of like their major label kind of debut ish. Right it's their first. It's their
0: first record. It's a breakthrough, right? breakthrough think, isn't to, it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, what a what a start to a great to a, to a career. You know, like I think this is a. A, a really, really good release that I think, if you like metal, you should probably check out if you haven't heard it. Yeah,
0: I think that's that's fair. No, I'm I'm pretty much on the verge of this is a this is a masterpiece. Like, yeah. If you if you like metal, this this should tick all the boxes for you. It's just so many so many good riffs, so many ideas in here that you could listen to it over and over and not quite. There's always something new that you find in it. Yeah, but it's absolutely. just it's always it's a it's a constantly exciting album to listen to. And given this came out in 1995, I, I know that's, that's staggering. It's 20 years old and it's still fantastic.
1: It's it's I mean, like production-wise as well. It 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 hasn't really aged that badly at all. It no, it's pretty, pretty good. good. I mean, yeah. it's, it's um, a little
0: bit. I mean, production-wise, it's slight, there's a slight tininess in the drums. Yeah, kind of the tone the, yeah. To,
1: the tone is a little bit like uh, nasally, I guess. But um, um but. That, it's a very minor, like, complaint on... And uh, to be honest with you, the songwriting shines a lot brighter than the production, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and a, lot of
0: these, a lot of these old albums, the production isn't great, and you have to be forgiving of that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah okay. understandably. Um, so, so, yeah, uh, what would you recommend Oh, uh, so people yeah, we do, to Are we doing, fa- doing
0: favourite tracks or are we doing recommends? Oh,
1: should we do favourite tracks first? i
0: completely <sighs> I'm, gonna, I'm really going to struggle to guess your favourite track. Is it Wayfarer? It isn't.
1: Oh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what yours might be. Um,
0: I mean, I could. Okay, I I could have given you a definitive answer to this up until I listened to it again, and now I'm not. I'm not sure just it like, could be anything. But there's one. There's one track that for me just slightly. I feel
1: like I feel like we might have the same favorite. Is actually. your favorite? Is uh, your
0: favorite December Flower?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it. It that's the right answer. Yeah, it's my favorite yeah, too. Yeah, it's... I was really, really enjoying December Flower. Um. Which was uh, again, like I was surprised when you said, like, oh, you know, it's not like the strongest like melody on this, but the solo's great. And I was like, oh mate, I was just enjoying it the entire time. But it, <laughs> it's but a really it, good it, song.
0: But that, that's the thing is that the, the solo is the best. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, it's, 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 it does, it's, yeah. I think it's the <laughs> my but, uh, but there's lots no, of tracks. So I love, I love pretty much every track in this album. I mean, she was great. Gesture race is a great track. Wayfarer is a great track, there's, there's so many mm. ones like was no there's no song in it apart from perhaps the, the crying baby at the end of Dead God
1: <laughs> This is this is shit. That was that was just daft. Like it wasn't it, it, it wasn't something that I would say was a, a negative or anything like that. It was just a little bit like too silly for me. Um and I wouldn't say that there was any song that felt like filler on this record. It feels like everything yeah. serves a purpose. I think even um, even
0: even the jesters race to me is definitely not filler because I think it establishes the oh jester's this dance. is gonna be a lot sorry, yes, sorry, the yeah. jesters that <laughs> is like this is gonna get a bit heavier now. This is giving you yeah, an idea yeah. of the dynamics between the the light and the heavy and the, the folky and the, the extreme.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think again it serves uh, a purpose uh, totally. Um, okay, let's now move on to recommendations. Okay. So I've
0: got <laughs> so I've got two recommendations for you. Um, the Go first is another In Flames album, which is Colony. So so whenever we whenever we do the annual ranking of the the In albums, Colony okay. is invariably somewhere near the top. Um, okay. And I think this is when the is when their sound crystallizes. They haven't. So are.
1: When does that come uh, in their oh, timeline?
0: Two thousand, I think. So um, you go. It's after Horacle. So it goes: Yesterday, oracle Horacle, oh, okay. Colony, then Clayman. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen ninety-nine. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So it's ninety-nine. So it's um, still
1: pretty early into their career, I guess. So.
0: so this is the first in Flames album to feature the classic lineup. Bjorn Galatas switched the lead guitar and uh, Daniel Svensson filmed, filled Galatas' drummer role. You had uh, Peter Iwers on the bass okay. um, and he was there up until he just left at the end of Battles. So this was yep. the same lineup from 1999 to 2010. Um, mm. And it's um, amazing. It does have... It's kind of an album more about Spirituality and religion, and it's, it's good, it's good shit. It's good shit. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's got something like uh, Embody the Invisible is an absolute classic. classic. Like, that's that's one of the best riffs I've ever heard in my life. Like, it's so good, and there's really, and also the one thing I said the deluxe edition is worth seeking out. And it's got a bonus instrumental track on it called Man Made God that is exceptionally fun. Um, but there's there's cool. so many good songs, and it's a really, really fun album. And it's, Pretty much, there. It's, I would say it's a bit, it's a bit tighter.
1: It yeah, it doesn't yeah. like that's fair. Oracle
0: is a really good album. <clears throat> Excuse me, Horacle is a really good album. There's a couple of weird songs that don't quite work the same way. Um, I ask it ones like the Hive and Colony is like every song, and that's like the Hive off Horacle It's just a really, really good right. album. So the second recommendation, on. is one that came out. Um, it was out last year actually. And it's called right. it's called Yom's Viking by Amara Marth. So, Amon of them oh, are, okay. are they're a, a Swedish, they're a melodic death metal band, but you might confuse them with Viking metal because the, all their songs are about Vikings. Um, yeah, yeah. And Yom's Viking is uh, exceptionally fun, boisterous, loud, and it's got a real classic tinge to it. So it's a bit of yeah. It's got a lot of classic Maiden influences into it. It's just a, it's just a supremely good metal album. I don't know how you listen to it without a smile on your face. So, yeah, yeah. So Colony is here's where In Flames peaked yep. somewhere between they just got the sound right without going over the rails and uh, I'm on a mark that's like well what does this sound, sound like today
1: Okay. And, that's um, cool.
0: Well, we will definitely cover a solo work album at some point. So we'll just keep the, yeah, yeah, no, keep definitely. the listeners in suspense for that.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you picked a folk metal album, actually, because I did a very similar thing. Uh, so I picked uh, Natford or Nightborn by Finntroll Troll. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> Fin-troll. Uh, because it had that same sort of like lilting sort of folky quality to it that, um, that permeates a lot of the music on this. So it's a little bit like Overblown in comparison to this. <laughs> fin troll are, you know, very daft. I mean, they are a, you know, a Finnish band that pretend to be trolls. So they, <laughs> that was always going to be expected, I guess. You're not going to have um, them run at
0: your granny's house for tea.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's not as, it's not as subtle as, uh, in flames is the Chester race, but at the same time, it does kind of do that folky, folk metal quality, um, music, um, but just sort of blows it up. To to you know up to eleven essentially, Um, and then the other album I picked is um, it's kind of doing again a sort of like a a crossover thing, but uh, you know including that folky sound, but not with death metal, but more with thrash. So I picked Silosis's Edge of the Earth, um, which is their second album, um, and the first with Josh Middleton uh, taking over vocals, Uh, and he has that same sort of like uh, lower pitched. growly, you know, scream um, which is very prevalent on uh, the Jester Ace and you also have these very progressive songs that, you know, are heavy for a bit and then there's like a, a sort of uh, acoustic-y section and there's, the is very strong there and yeah, it it, it, it reminded me a lot of um, the Jester Race, and I feel like that's a, again, it's a modern take on a very similar thing but maybe doing it with thrash instead of the death.
0: Awesome, well I haven't listened to either of those so I can uh, look forward to those as well <laughs> so, if you have enjoyed this episode, uh, you should tell all your friends. You should leave a review on iTunes. You, can, you should. Uh, you can you can like and subscribe on Facebook, and Twitter, <laughs> and get our uh, banal tweets and Facebook updates. We have a new Instagram because I said yes. Up we do. It's uh, we are at Cast Iron Show on Twitter. We are Cast Iron Show on Facebook, and we are Cast Iron Show on Instagram. So you can look at all of my great gig photos and all of the photos of uh, Lewis's ever expanding vinyl collection.
1: Yeah, that's definitely what's going to be happening there. So yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it makes sense because you know we we're both on Instagram all the time and we love it. So if you like yeah, funky absolutely. pictures of cool metal stuff, uh, do follow us and give us a shout. If you, if anything you want to see, anything you like, if you want to see Lewis's hymn collection before it breaks the shelves, <laughs> but we will be back pretty soon. As in, we're going to record a double episode because I'm going to Australia, uh, but we'll be back soon with a new episode. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Alright, no bye-bye. Bye.